Soundcheck. <clears throat> never gonna give you up. Never gonna let you down. Never gonna run around and hurt you. And hurt you. <laughs> Guys, Putin, I want you Putin. to know that's going to be the opener. We just rickrolled the audience. I'm Cloud, the dungeon master and creator of this adventure, and around our virtual table we have... Athanasius. Flower, who doesn't have trouble recording audio. And Caden. Okay. Um, yeah, last time stuff happened... Actually, do we want to just cover this right <laughs> at the beginning? Um, uh, one of our uh, lovely, uh, wonderful people who makes this show uh, is going by a new name. Oh, yeah. I'm Dre. Dre! As in Beats By. It's Yay! Very cool. Dre! Yay. So, wait, are we, al- are we allowed to call you Dr. Dre? Um, only <laughs> allowed. You are required. I'm yeah, required I was going to say. You- okay. Uh, Dr. Dre, here we go. Hello, it's me, Cloud Strife, and that's Dr. Dre, and that's just the way it's going to be. Oh god, there's a car with bass passing by my house. Oh man. (laughs) You know what? Today just couldn't get any more fucked up. Um, Oh, don't say that. (laughs) Oh yeah, that's tempting fate, isn't it? Damn it. Okay. Uh, Yay. Round of applause for Dre. Yippee Oh yeah, that's right. I can make so many new rhymes and stuff. This name is amazing. It's fantastic, and I love it. Um, okay, so yeah, don't be confused when we talk about Dre, who's awesome. Uh, okay, uh, and speaking of which, Dre, uh, can you help me out and give me a summary of what happened last time? Um, last time on Tales from the Table, uh, we flew into the dried-up riverbed on Dwayne the Rock Johnson, who Caden immediately cast in large on to make the size of a football field. Uh, Athanasius boomed Literally. his voice and terrified uh, the, the shit and life out of um, several of the cultists down there who went a running and stabbing each other um, to get away. So we faced off against uh, Clem, the little halfling, and the strange minotaur who had crystal shards uh, stuck all throughout his body. They had our friends and were threatening them. Flower chanced it and uh, bit Clem's face off and uh, came close. Uh, Clem came close to killing Casimir in the process, but Athanasius was able to save his life and uh, awaken the other two, Potley and Joe. And Caden uh, kept the Minotaur uh, held with hold person until Clem was dead and uh, then... He just didn't really want to do anything anymore. Um, and we are sort of in the aftermath of that. We found Clem's key to unlock the prisoners and uh, Athanasius cast calm emotions on flowers so he won't uh, have panic attack about uh, biting someone's face off. 
And yeah, I think we're just sort of getting ready to leave and get on the bird and fly back to the lonely whistle. I gotta yeah. say, uh, I got more satisfaction out of casting Enlarge on Dwayne than I did casting Web on Willis. <laughs> <laughs> that was a pretty, that was a pretty um, fucking epic move. And, uh, you know, uh, Jeremy Crawford, Mike Merles, you're never going to hear this, but if you do... What the fuck, you guys? Um, the rules on reduce and large really should be tightened up. Um, like, yeah, just maybe you want to revisit that one a little bit because your your uh, dipshit players can cast uh, large on something that's already gargantuan and it still doubles in size. So, you know, I want to think about that. All right, yeah, you guys are in this. Uh, sorry, it wasn't a dried up riverbed. It was more like an old road that then part of it sort of fell in a sinkhole. Uh, but ah, yeah, sinkhole. you're in this sort of dry, yeah. bouldery, craggy spot. Um, and well, first of all, you have Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Uh, you have uh, Sonnet and Yoali. Uh, you have the uh, pretty torn to shit body of Clem. Uh, you have the three prisoners. Uh, you have uh, this Minotaur who is basically not really responding very much to anything. And that's kind of where you are. Right. And Joe had asked if we knew where her... Bessie was. Yeah, where Bessie was. Okay. Yeah. Yep. She asked, Where's my cow? Where's she did cow? ask, Where's my cow? So, yeah, we need to get back. Yeah. Uh, Bessie is in like a, a clearing of trees a little ways that way we can drop you off over there if you want to take bessie back to the to the inn or what's left of the inn or however you want to handle it i mean we have a, a giant fucking bird we can take you pretty much wherever we need to go i might greatly appreciate that although i'm not sure my bessie would uh she might take fright at the sight of uh your Fairly, uh, just, you know, fucking enormous stone bird creature here. I, uh, it's, I'm pretty terrified myself, to be completely honest with you. Ah, Dwayne wouldn't hurt a fly. Yeah, but, uh, you try explaining that to, uh, an oryx. Yeah, fair enough. But, uh, we can, we can at least drop you off where Bessie is. We, uh, we followed Bessie's tracks away from the inn, hoping that, uh, you two are actually together before we came out here to to help you guys out so we know right where she is oh well i yeah i i I would very much appreciate that and uh thank you kindly for all you've done and uh i certainly certainly owe you a debt for for coming after me uh sweet of you to think of me although i uh suspect you might have had uh perhaps uh slightly monetary <laughs> reasons for doing so but hey you know what i'm a businesswoman myself ain't nothing wrong with thinking a coin nope uh, so i uh, i get on the bird you know let's uh let's head back who and what exactly is being loaded onto the bird um i believe last time i said i um commanded um uh, atlas the minotaur to follow us to get on the bird as well yeah, that's that's not too much trouble. Uh, he'll 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 climb up there without uh, without resisting. I also start. I'm like, I don't want to leave this halfling's body here, you know, for wild animals to get out. I'm gonna 
bring him with too? Is that all right? Um, it's fine with me. I guess if Dwayne can carry him. Dwayne, yeah, Dwayne. Dwayne can easily carry pretty much anything. I've got a net, so I can uh, wrap the body up in that, so I don't have to look at it. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's honestly, you guys, that's basically what I was asking. I wanted to know whether you were taking Clem's body or leaving Clem's body. No, that wouldn't be right. All right. So, yeah, you uh, you load everybody who's alive and uh, you also take Clem's body and you can uh, get back on Dwayne and uh, head off. You're you're going to go uh, back to where you saw Bessie last? Yeah. Okay. Why don't you roll me just an investigation check uh, just to see if you can you know, spot maybe where the oryx has maybe moved off to. It's a fairly big creature. Normally I would impose disadvantage here since you're doing it from the air, but it's a white animal and I large. did say that I um mixed some herbs yeah, in with you, the grass. Yeah, you mixed herbs eating. in with the feed. Yeah, but um yeah, just 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 to he- just humor me here. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with my D20. Like it was rolling like shit for Dre's campaign when we did that last week. And now I rolled a goddamn three for the first roll of this session, so uh, four total. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, you you know, kind of you're you're steering Dwayne, and you're kind of like I I think this was where it was before, but um, I think maybe you go to like a slightly different clearing. It's a, it's a little hard to or clearing. It's this is sort of like deserty scrubland. Um. I think maybe you just fly back to the wrong place uh, and you're like, I, th- I thought this was the place where it was, but you look around and there's not really any sign of Oryx. I consult Flower since I know that Flower's a better tracker than me. Yeah, I'll use my survival knowledge to get a lay of the land and figure out if I were a big cow, where <laughs> would I want to go? Probably somewhere under the shade. Yeah, Flower, you want to roll me a a survival check, see if you can can uh, track this thing. Eight. Hmm. You know, you're pretty sure as you look around for any sign of Bessie that uh, what has happened here is that Athanasius has simply flown the bird back to the wrong place because there's no sign of Oryx whatsoever. She's not around here. I don't think. What? What? Wasn't this where she was? No, no, no. It it looks similar. I can understand the confusion, but yeah, we're not in the the right spot at all. Okay, let's just fly back to the inn and follow her footprints again. Yep, let's go about it the long way. Yeah, you can do that. You can backtrack to uh, where you where you started in the first place. Um, and the it not very much time has passed, so the track uh that. Uh, Bessie plowed through the sort of scrubby brush is still very apparent. Um, it just takes you, you know, maybe a, <laughs> an hour or two to finally get back to the clearing uh, where Bessie was. And she's moved off a little bit, but, you know, not too far. And uh, uh, I think as you guys get close, uh, uh, Joe comes up, taps you on the sh- shoulder, Athanasius. Uh, Mr. Athanasius, uh, I might appreciate it if you didn't fly too close to her. Don't want her to spook or nothing. Uh, maybe if you could just put down in the grass a, a little ways over here so uh, she doesn't see the shadow. That might cause her to run. And uh, I'll, I'll I'll go up and take it from here. Sure thing. 
Okay, yeah. Uh, Joe makes her way uh, over to the Oryx. Uh, you you can sort of see in here she's she's sort of making soothing sounds. And sure enough, as soon as uh, Bessie catches sight of Joe, uh, she sort of joyously bounds over and uh, and sort of wafts in her hair and uh, <laughs> you know butts her a little bit with her nose, although not too hard because uh, Joe's a gnome uh, and qu and quite small compared to this enormous beast. And uh, using, you know, what tack is still there, um, Joe pulls herself up onto the uh, back uh, of the oryx and uh, gives you a friendly wave and sort of uh, clicks her heels a little bit. And uh, the oryx heads back off in the direction of the lonely whistle with with Joe riding. All right. Okay. I guess we can meet up with her there, huh? Seems That likely. seems to be her intention. I mean, that's where the cart is. We do that. I think you've already passed overhead uh, of... Well, yeah, because you guys were just back at the Lonely Whistle, too. Um, Patley's looking a little grim. Oh, yeah, they all noticed that the uh, gloaming isn't there anymore. Hey, that's true, yeah, no more gloaming. Uh, but on the other hand, no inn. Patley, as he steps off uh, Dwayne's back, kind of looks at the smoldering remains of his livelihood and sighs. I mean, I was pretty sure I was going to lose it to this enchantment anyway, which I see is no longer there. Kind of looks over you guys. I assume you did something about that. But uh, it's still a blow. I mean, I inherited this place from my father, and he got it from his mother, and he's been in the family for about five generations, so... I'm sorry you got mixed up in this mess of ours. Yeah. What what would it cost to repair it, do you think? Or rebuild it, I guess. Wow. Uh, building a whole new building? Especially um, now that this is a more isolated area. I mean, we used to be, you know, a, a pretty prosperous place right on the road to Zuljara, but, you know, with Zuljara gone... Uh, you know, people aren't passing through here anymore. I mean, a, a few crazy people were to get to the gloaming for a little while, but uh, before that, you know, traffic had pretty much dried up on this road. Uh, rebuilding here probably wouldn't be a smart decision. It's probably best to go uh, find work somewhere else, somewhere where uh, people are still living and uh, still need innkeepers. Well, um, Joe... Oh, uh, we, we we got your boots. They're they're here. Uh, had to fight a jackrabbit for them. It was quite the the ordeal. Man eating cactuses. Oh, you don't say. Well, that's that's quite a tale. I'm sure I, I I'd like to hear sometime. Uh, sounds like you had a right showdown. Yeah, she t uh she takes the boots uh, as you offer them to her, and a huge smile uh you know splits her face. Oh, thank you kindly, gentlemen. These are, oh, just just like I remember them from when I was a girl. Oh, this is this is a wonderful day. Th thank you all so much. Uh, come 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 with me over here to the trove. I I'll, I'll get you your payment. We'll we'll open up here. And uh, she walks over to her wagon, which although it is singed and hacked a little bit, uh, is uh, you know uh, not. Uh, you know, too harmed uh, in its... God, I can't... You know what? I just can't talk this morning. 
the integrity of the cart does not seem to have been harmed. The paint might be a little chipped. It's got some scorch marks on it. That's a stout Not 10 all. integrity. Yeah, that's right. Uh, exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you guys. Yeah. Huh. All right. Uh, so, yeah, Joe walks up to the back of her cart and... Uh, you you do see that there's there's not like chains with a padlock or anything like that. There is basically just these closed wooden doors, and uh, Joe puts her hand up to it and uh, seems to whisper a word under her breath. Puts her hand up to the wood, and there is a sort of a flash of energy, and uh, the doors open, and can she I, walks can inside. Can I can I do like an investigation check or something to see if I can hear what she said? Um. <laughs> You fucker. <laughs> sure. Yeah, uh roll but it's not inve- but not investigation. Uh roll roll a perception check. Perception. Okay. Yeah. Uh 19. Okay. Um the word she whispers is not one you recognize. Uh it seems to be in a language you don't understand. Really? Are you sure? Do you speak Gnomish? No, I do not speak Gnomish. Okay, then it's in a language you don't understand. I speak Gnomish. Do you really? Just kidding. Oh, okay. Well, you know what? Actually, that might be more plausible. I didn't know if as a halfling you you had chosen to take Gnomish as one of your languages. Welcome to our troll cast. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Great, guys. Welcome um, to <laughs> the three of us troll cloud in yeah. podcast form. That's You know what? That's basically, basically what this has become. Okay. The trove is open for business. Uh, Joe walks inside. Y'all dumbasses just standing there in the I f- desert? I follow. No. I, I follow Joe okay. in, inside. We shut the door on her. Intrigued. <laughs> we, we lock her inside her own fucking cart. First of all, that wouldn't work. And second of all, you guys would be out 3,500 gold pieces. So, you know, this is an expensive yeah. prank. Okay. As you guys follow Joe into uh, the back of this wagon, uh, the thing that immediately catches your eye is that the inside of this wagon is much larger than it really should be from the outside. Um, this is like the size of a full, um, you know, decently sized shop in here uh, with, you know, shelves and, and tables sort of uh, crammed with, you know, various boxes and uh, little cubby holes full of merchandise. Um, it looks like everything's been, uh, yeah, it's it's kind of packed packed up a little bit uh, because, you know, this is a place that's often on the road. Uh, but there, uh, there's definitely plenty for you to peruse. Uh, there is a counter in the back uh, where uh, Joe has has walked. Um, it is a it is a low counter, uh, sized appropriately for a uh, person of gnomish stature. Uh, but she is rummaging around back there, and she takes out uh, you know what looks like a safe box, uh, and uh, she pulls out a very large and heavy bag of coin. Uh, and, you know, sort of looks through it very quickly, uh, and, you know, making sure she's giving you the right amount, and hands over to you, uh, 3,500, uh, GP, uh, but she's, she's giving it to you in platinum, so that reduces it by 10, right? So, 350 platinum pieces? That's still a lot of coin. Indeed. And that's total, right? Not per person? That's total, yeah. You're gonna have to split that up. Oh, come on. You guys are only level <laughs> five. What do you expect? And you're only a party of three. You guys are some lucky motherfuckers. I know, right? Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, 
So how do we split 353 ways? You guys are going to have to figure that out amongst yourselves. And as you do, I'm just going to have a little note to the listeners here. Uh, I have given my players a list uh, of uh, various items that are available for purchase in uh, Trader Joe's shop. So uh, they already have that list and they've already looked at it. Um, and they are then going to do with that what they will. Uh, I will do my best to explain uh, sort of, you know, verbally out loud so everybody can hear uh, what the various items are that they are looking at. And at some point we might make this list public just for the fun of the thing. A lot of these items are homebrewed as well. So if you don't recognize the names, that's because I made them up. And it's probably going to come bite me in the ass, just like it did with the Traveling Gardener's Pot. So... Oh, we have plans with that. Yeah, I bet you do. I might have to um, have a little talk and uh, maybe revisit the rules on that thing a little bit. Shopping! Shopping. All right. So what if... What if we each take a uh, hundred and ten plat and give twenty pat to the plat to the innkeeper so he can get started on a new place? Just twenty? I was thinking the five hundred. You mean the the fifty plat? The fi- the fifty plat. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Um, yeah, we could do fifty plat. That's that's good. Okay. Caden Caden looks in his coin first. I'm gonna miss that ten plat. <laughs> <laughs> oh boohoo. Shall we shop alphabetically or in order of desire? Because I'm pretty sure Caden has the most <laughs> desire for something. I was gonna else. say, just you know, role play it out. You're you're walking around the shop, uh what do you guys Caden's, do? Uh, got his index finger on his chin, deep in thought. And he's uh just kind of moving side to side, perusing I assume that they're like the walls of the Oh yeah, and um, although some of this stuff is higher than you or Joe would normally be able to reach, there, uh, there is a step ladder uh, that can be uh, pulled around right, to give easy access. He's using gust to blow the step ladder <laughs> around behind him. That's in case he decides he needs it. Kind of a clumsy thing to do, uh, and Joe, Joe kind of gives you a side eye. <laughs> But you just you did just save her life, so she's not saying anything about it for the moment. My eyes go wide and I stop. I climb the stepladder up and I pull an item off the shelf. It's the jar of bees. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I say to myself, I need this. Alright, Caden, you reach up and in one of the cubby holes. Um, sure enough is a glass, a glass jar, pretty sturdy glass, honestly, and buzzing around inside it is a swarm of bees. Um, there's like some sticks and stuff in there too, some, you know, to provide a place for them to have some honeycomb. Um, but other than that, you're not, there's no air holes, so you're not really sure how these bees are managing to be so alive and boisterous in this jar. Uh, it seems pretty tightly sealed too. I look back in the cubby hole. Is there a second jar of bees? Uh no, this this is the only one there. There's maybe some cobwebs uh in Dang in it. the back. Uh <laughs> it doesn't look like there was more than one uh, jar of bees. All right. I will hold it with me as I continue perusing. And I'll allow somebody else to go. Well, I've gotten my my gold and I'm sort of looking around a little bit listlessly and I'm like 
I hope you don't mind, Joe, but I'm not really in the mood for shopping right now. I'm gonna go out and get this to to Patley. Oh, uh, uh, that's uh, that's that's fine. If you if you decide you need anything, all you gotta do is come back and ask. I uh, I, I owe you guys a debt. Not only f- well. I don't really owe you any more for the boots, because I, I did pay you what I promised, but uh, you, you saved my life today, so, uh, and uh, you took care of Bessie, and uh, I couldn't be more grateful. As as I turn to leave, my eyes catch on a, um, it's like a, looks like a flower almost, and a little, a little trinket of some sort, I'm like, oh, what, what's that? I, I can't help but pick it up. It seems to spin a bit. Oh, uh, Joe looks at that and she says, that weird thing, I don't rightly know even how it got in the shop. I, I gotta warn you, cause yeah, you seem like a, a decent fella and uh, I, I wouldn't want to give you something dangerous. I-, I don't know if that thing is cursed or what. I swear, I keep very careful inventory and that thing showed up out of nowhere. That's a weird thing too. Uh, no powers that I can discern, but uh, I don't know. It might be sneaky. A spinet. Well, it seems nice. I'll, I'll take it. All right, thank you. Yeah, no, no, no charge for you on that one. You want to take that? That I'm, I'm frankly kind of glad to be rid of it. So uh, if it amuses you, yeah, you're more than welcome to have it, gratis. All right, listeners. Flower has this fidget spinner. <laughs> it's a yeah for oh the God. for the listeners. It's a fidget spinner. That's literally all it is. It doesn't have any magic properties or anything. Uh, it is the endless spinner, uh, and uh, yeah, Joe Joe's willing to let go of it. You wouldn't even have it like m- magically, like perpetually, just always spin if you spin it. Look, you know you you haven't really. Uh, you know, maybe tested it out. Who knows? It could have hidden powers that uh, Joe didn't it manage to find. showed up mysteriously. Yeah. It did. Joe says it came out of nowhere. So who knows? A strange device from an alien universe. All right. That's all I get. Okay. Athanasius? Uh, Athan has been walking around the shop, uh, picking up stuff as he goes. And he walks up to Joe and is like, I would like to buy this stuff. And he has... MM's Encyclopedia. Okay. Uh, a bag of holding, one potion of healing, and two fifty GP platinum bands. Uh, I'm going to say I don't think Joe has it. Well, you know what? You could ask you Joe. Said if mundane she has any items. Ones that are listed specifically under the adventuring gear table. Oh. Yeah, sorry, and I don't think those are in there. Um, you know what? So put put those aside for a second. Look at Athens going for the most practical things. <laughs> we got fidget spinners and jars of bees. We don't need shit like healing potions. You know what? To be frank, you probably don't. <laughs> but I, I put those in there anyway because Listen, I may or may not have been be watching another game where people seem to be using healing potions. I I kid you not, like they're energy fucking energy drinks <laughs> they need a costco membership level of healing potions okay um so that in total uh is going to come to uh 1300 mm-hmm. gold okay 
All right. So yeah, you put down uh, this rather battered looking uh, leather bound book, uh, but it, it has like that fancy sort of like um, gold scrolling uh, on the spine. And it says uh, both on the spine and on the cover, uh, Morticia Mott's Encyclopedia Extraordinaire. You are not quite sure what it does, but it sounds exciting, and it's a book, so that appeals to you. Uh, yeah, you I was going to say, down... it's very on brand for me. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, you put down um, a fairly standard-looking, you know, sort of leather pouch, the kind that any traveler might have, but uh, you've noticed that when you put your hand inside it, you can put in your hand, and then up to the elbow, and then all the way up to, like, your uh shoulder because i can't say words today and uh you you can feel around in there there's a lot of space in this bag and you think excellent that is a very practical thing to have and then uh, a bottle uh that has some sort of viscous uh green liquid in it with a sort of herbal scent and it has a it has a label on it that says uh you know like elixir of rejuvenation uh boosts healing all right yeah that's gonna um run you about 1300 gold pieces yep leaving me with 130 okay which is why two 50 gp platinum bands would not leave me with enough money for another potion which is why i didn't get to all right so here's here's uh what here's what i'm gonna do um if you want to talk to joe about the the platinum bands uh why don't you do that and uh you know make a we'll say a persuasion check Make a persuasion check. Okay, I can do that. Yeah. Oh, uh, this is quite a bit of, of merchandise. I can see you have a fine eye there, Mr. Athanasius. Uh, these things will definitely be of great use to you in your travels, and uh, I can definitely ring that up for you. Uh, is there anything else you were looking for? Yeah, there's one more thing I was hoping for, but I didn't see it. I'm not sure if I'm just missing it or if you uh, don't happen to have any of, of what I'm looking for here um, but I do for a particular spell um, that I would like to be able to cast I require a couple of um, of platinum rings in order to kind of bind the magic uh, to myself and to the target of the spell and I was wondering if you uh, had anything like that in your possession Oh, that's a, that's an interesting request. Well, I certainly do have a bunch of stuff that I, I haven't, you know, quite priced out and put on the shelves yet. Uh, why don't I rummage through my inventory a little bit and see what I find? It's possible there's some uh, some old rings in there that might fit the bill. All right, roll me that check. Good fucking God, this dice. Okay, so that's two, so four. four. Four total? Yeah. Yeah, no, Joe, uh, Joe rummages through a, a few boxes, and you do see she goes straight for one that um does appear to have jewelry in it. It's, you know, neatly packed, and she's rifling through, and there's quite a few rings of various descriptions in there. But, uh, you know, she's kind of pulling them aside, and, you know, uh, uh, she takes out, um, you know, a big magnifying glass, uh, you know, starts looking at things, um, and, uh, you know, trying to quickly go through, see if anything fits what you're looking for, but, uh, she comes back to you. Um, uh, sorry, I got quite a few rings back there, but, uh, looks like most of them are gold or silver. I, I don't really have any 
uh, that look like platinum at the moment. But I will keep an eye out uh, if I come across anything, and I, I always am looking for new stock. Uh, I'll, I'll keep my uh, my eyes peeled, and uh, if I can get anything matching that description, I'll be sure to add it to the shop and uh, hold it for you in case uh, you ever come back. How about that? Thanks, Joe. I appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. And in the meantime, I mean, I I, I don't want to encourage people to go to my competition, but, uh, you know, maybe a, a jeweler, you know, probably would be able to get you that right away uh, without too much trouble. Yeah, I, I know an artificer I might be able to ask for help, so, yeah. Oh, that too, yeah. Platinum platinum is uh, often used in some of the finer forms of spellcasting, if I do remember correctly what I've heard in terms of lore, so that'd be a good bet too. Appreciate all right, it, well, uh, oh, yeah, no no problem at all for, for you. Uh, and uh, she gives you your new stuff. Yay. 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 I immediately start reading the book. Okay. So, yeah, uh, to the listeners, um, I mean, obviously, a, a bag of holding is just a bag of holding. Uh, you guys want to read more about that? There's a nice description of it in the Dungeon Master's Guide. The thing that Athanasius just bought, which was uh, Morticia Mott's Encyclopedia Extraordinaire. So uh, this is an item that I have homebrewed uh, once per day. Uh, Athanasius, once he attunes to it, can consult this volume to gain advantage on any knowledge check. So arcana, history, nature, or religion. Any that uh, he desires. All right, cool. Uh, Caden, what are you doing now? I am, once again, perusing... The aisles. I imagine there's just two aisles. Yeah, it's kind of a... It's like a wall and then a shelf and then another wall. Yeah, honestly, so how I was envisioning this was that even though it's much larger than the inside of the wagon would appear to be from the outside, it still has the same basic shape. So it's a single rectangle. Um, Joe has uh, her counter at the far end, uh, and then there seems to be like a, a you know, like a, a door that probably leads to a back room with even more inventory. There are shelves and cubbies all around the outside. Uh, no windows. This is lit by like um, uh, some some lanterns uh, inside. There's no windows to the outside, and then uh, the middle is taken up with some tables that are displaying items that can't go on shelves. So, all right. I spot something on the top shelf. Oh. Looks a little dusty. Oh, yes? I get my stepladder once again. Because <laughs> there's no shame in being short. Oh, no. Definitely not. I go up and I I, re- I actually have to like hold on to the shelf a little bit to reach up that high. I pull it off and I put on the Forest Ranger's hat. I love it. Okay, yeah. Um, Right at the top, uh, it's a little bit dusty. Uh, you see a uh, sort of... Uh, a little bit battered brown fedora um and it has uh the colorful feather of like a mallard drake stuck in the band uh and as you you pick it up uh it seems pretty ordinary you're not sure just why this hat would would be in here but knowing knowing joe and knowing that this is an unusual shop um you uh you feel like there might be something more to this hat yep I feel like this is me. <laughs> oh, okay. And I may perhaps frustrate the gods by wearing it. 
you fucking troll. <laughs> Listeners, I'll explain in just a second. Yep. Um, so I climb down. Uh, I think I'm I think I'm about ready to go. I walk towards the counter. Okay. And right before I uh, I get there, something bright and shiny. Well, maybe not shiny, but at least bright catches the corner of my eye. And I uh, I walk over and pick it up. The bright orange plastic whistle. <laughs> okay, yeah, there's a, p- <laughs> a plastic whistle, which plastic is not a, uh, a substance with which you are familiar in your everyday life. It's sort of made of this this hard resin. It's this bright orange color, which you almost never see, uh, except maybe in like, you know, oranges and, and carrots. It's even brighter than that, almost garish. Um, it's such a small thing. Uh, and, you know, it, what, what is it doing in this shop? Uh, definitely uh, alien in origin. There must be some mystery to it. I don't know why I like it, but I like it. <laughs> Probably because it looks so obnoxious. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and, and just to note, um, this jar of bees isn't very heavy, right? No. No, it doesn't. It's actually pretty, it's pretty light, maybe? Yeah. It, I mean, okay. it doesn't weigh any more than a normal, you know. Jar. Yeah, like a normal glass jar. The bees don't weigh right. very much. I'm just, I'm just uh, reaffirming that. Yeah, well, I mean, it uh, is. <clears throat> it's a perfectly innocent question. Yeah, yeah I mean. Perfectly innocent question. I don't want to specifically know whether or not it's less than five pounds. Oh, for the love of fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it is you less than five help pounds. Giving it away. I couldn't stop. It's I, less I than five pounds. It. Yes, so it can be affected by spells like Mage Hand and, and things like that. Yep, Mage Hand is definitely what I was going to use on it. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> they got it. They got it. Oh Jesus Christ! Okay. I will just say, okay, I'll, okay, now I know why you wanted more than one. <laughs> so, this is a one-time use item. Once the jar smashes and the bees Obviously. get out, it just functions Obviously. like a normal swarm of bees. Obviously. Okay, okay, all right. All right. There's no, like, magic that makes the bees then return <laughs> to the jar. Once the bees are loose, I the bees are I summon the loose. winds to blow them back into the jar. I mean, you can, but you're not going to be able to repair the magic on the jar that kept them alive and in there in the first place. I mean, if you want to put your bees in a new jar no, that I has air holes and feed I've them and shit. I always assumed it would be a one-time okay. use. Okay, all right, so. all right. Yeah, this is a one-time use item, but... um. Yeah, if you would like to cast the spell Catapult on the jar of bees <laughs> and literally fucking launch it at something, this, look, this item was made so that you could make a ranged attack with it if you so chose. So yes, that's totally within what it was designed to do. And this is going to be fun. I can't wait for you to uh, catapult a jar of bees straight, probably, I don't know, maybe into the cult of the ever-living. That would be great. All right, so we're talking, uh, Joe looks over your your purchases and uh is like oh a little more of an eclectic taste uh, from you than from your uh silver dragonborn friend here but uh these these are still some some mighty useful mighty useful things uh uh i don't know how versed you are in uh magical items uh but uh this here not she not very yeah she taps the uh sort of battered brown fedora this this here hat have, might not look like much, but it's uh, got some some handy magic in there. If you wear this hat uh, and you sort of get used to it for a while, maybe sit with it 
you know, get to know it a little bit. Uh, and then you wear this hat, uh, you'll never be lost again. Uh, no matter where you go, no matter how thick the woods or swampy, the, the swamp. <laughs> she sort of looks around and is like, you know what, I'm, I'm not the most silver-tongued, but uh, uh, you, you won't never be lost. Uh, you always know which way is north. Uh, it helps you find useful things out away from civilization, like uh, food and water, and uh, uh, it maybe even gives you a little bit of a sense when something dangerous might be around, like, uh, uh, like you know, keep you from walking into a pit, that sort of thing. Uh, know where bears are in caves, you know. Or perhaps... Coyote eating jackrabbits. Yeah, that that too, that too. Uh, you wear this hat, you uh, you'll definitely have a forewarning uh, any more man-eating cacti or jackrabbits that might come your way. So that is a definitely good investment in your adventure and future. Ah, uh, this this is a strange little thingy. I picked it up from a guy. I don't want to know where he got it. And didn't ask. But I knew as soon as I saw it that, that uh, this little obnoxious orange thing is a pretty, pretty special device. Turns out, when you blow this whistle, uh, you won't hear any sound, but any friends you have, they can hear the sound. Which is mighty useful in case you ever get yourself in a... A situation where maybe you're sneaking up on an enemy or uh, maybe you've been captured or something like that. You want to send a signal nobody else can hear except the people you like and trust? All you got to do is blow this whistle. And, uh, I mean, I haven't fully tested it, but the feeling I'm getting from it is that uh, no matter how far away your friends are, they still be able to hear it. So somebody could drag you off quite a long way I mean, it won't tell your friends where you are, but it'll tell them that you're in trouble or any other signal that you depend upon or that you decide upon ahead of time. So, again... Sounds very useful. I, I certainly think so. Uh, as for the bees, uh, that's a little invention of my own right there. I'm pretty proud of that one. Uh, I got those bees in there. Uh, bees are a bugger and a half. Those things will sting you half to death when they get out of there. They're going to be super mad. So uh, um, do be careful, though. Uh, I've got a nice uh, spell sealing the jar shut and keeping the bees alive and angry inside. But uh, uh, the glass will break if you, you know, you know, put enough force. You drop it, hit it with a weapon, anything like that that would break a normal glass jar will break that jar. And as soon as Catapult it breaks, it. those bees gonna come swarming out and sting the bejesus out of anybody that's nearby so you be careful with that okay all right we'll be careful all right well that's uh that there's gonna run you about a thousand gold pieces if you don't mind put it in a trebuchet and super launch it exactly um i mean anything's possible <laughs> uh yeah i i uh, give joe the uh and give joe a hundred platinum pieces okay yeah she th thanks them uh very gratefully and I put on the hat. All right. Stuff the whistle in my pocket. Okay. What do you do with the bees? <laughs> how, how big? How big is this jar? So I'm gonna say the size of like a. It, well, it's it's cylindrical, and the bottom of it is about 
eight inches across, so eight inches diameter. So that's a big jar. Yeah, yeah it's a big, a it's big, a big jar. jar. But it, it it has to be because it's got a whole swarm of bees inside. Right. It's not like a small canning jar. I imagine it would it would overstuff my pack a little bit. Probably. Uh, you guys might have to start talking to each other about things that you have and how maybe to best distribute it amongst your uh, your packs. Is it less than a foot? Uh, Do less not than a foot. put it in there with the knife. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> when the bees come out, all of a sudden they're possessed by a magic knife and uh, they wield the knife and stab you all to death with it. Weirdest oh ending God. to a campaign ever. Killed by a swarm of bees with a knife. This is a fairly wide like a wide-bottomed and wide-mouth jar. So I'm going to say it's about 8 inches diameter and about 10 inches tall. All right, well... It's definitely not a foot tall. That's bigger than I was envisioning. We're going back to Calamoffrey soon. Um, so I'm thinking Caden will see if somebody there can help him jury-rig something to help him hold it. You got a holster for your... Oh, holy shit, I love this so much, you guys. Okay. Well, not, not maybe a holster, <laughs> but like some extra straps so that he can strap it to himself outside of his backpack i'm thinking i'm thinking more of like a uh he almost looks like because he got two backpacks on his back except one of the backpacks is just the jar holy shit i love it so much okay yeah um flower what are you up to um i've come back out with the 50 platinum pieces and uh find potley and say uh i don't know uh, how far this will get you, but I hope it's uh, something to get you started on your uh, new life. I'm sorry, we're the reason this whole the cult came after you. So oh, I feel flower responsible. I, I I can't can't accept this. Uh, you saved my life. I mean, I was gonna probably lose my livelihood here to the gloaming anyway, and like I said, business had been drying up. Long, you know, long, long before this, ever since the calamity destroyed Zuljara, this you, you, you don't owe me anything. Please. In fact, I, I owe I, you for for no, saving no. my life earlier. I, I won't feel so terrible about myself if you just take this. I, I don't think, I don't think you need to feel terrible about yourself. Uh, I mean, I, I, and I, I don't, I don't think money i mean obviously it, it would be a great help but I, I don't think you have to feel like you have to give me anything to feel better about yourself you you are a, are a hero you you saved all three of us and you you didn't have to do that you barely know me i'm practically a stranger to, to you kill that man either but i did i'm not a hero here take it, I mean, take it. i don't need it he 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 takes it kind of reluctantly. <laughs> I, I look. I I didn't see what happened. I I didn't wake up until after whatever fighting happened was done. But those people, they were going to kill us. They said so. So in order to to try to get whatever they wanted out of you, information I think or or something else. Uh, you know, they, they weren't very talkative about it, obviously, us being their captives, but um, I don't think you need to feel bad about killing somebody who's who's going to, you know, 
take innocent lives, especially the life of your friend. I know you, you know Casimir, so I don't think that's anything to be ashamed of, killing in your own defense. I think at this point, or Athen walks out of um, the wagon and kind of sees what's going on and uh, walks over and puts a, a hand on Flower's shoulder. And uh, he's like, we, we all decided to give you the money. It's, it's the least that we could do, and please take it. Well, I, I, I can't thank you enough. I, I mean, no, no thanks would ever be enough for for this sort of a generous gift. I, um, I don't know exactly where I'll go, but um. Well, north is that way. Kidding <laughs> points. Yes, that's um, that's true. Uh, to be honest, I was. Thinking about asking uh, Joe here if maybe she might let me tag along to wherever she's headed to next. Um, uh, probably start a new life there. And uh, just sort of see where things take me. But this, um, wow, yeah, this this will help. I mean, it's not enough to buy a building, but it's definitely a start. I'll I'll remember you guys. Um, is there is there anything I can, can do for you? I don't know spread your reputation get word or anything back to you i i mean i don't really know anything about you except that you know casimir uh, he's a gentleman that comes and goes uh, usually in najman although i see him around every once in a while just let people know that you were helped by the cult of heroes the and we're an anti-cult cult of heroes the, okay the anti-cult cult of heroes yeah hmm. that's a bit of a I mean, obviously, I'm really grateful to you. I'll I'll do whatever you ask. One more question, Patley. If you've been uh, in what's left of the Lonely Whistle, did you notice um, any intact doors? Uh, yeah. I mean, most of the structure's been reduced to ash. Um, you know, the the cellar door is kind of still there, but it. It, uh, it just has an iron ring that pulls open. I never had a need to lock it. Uh, the uh, privy out back's got a lock. I lock that up at night uh, so that nothing can get in there. You know, animals or anything like that. Okay. We may have to use your bathroom. All of us. All of us at once. And also the Minotaur. <laughs> well... I'm not going to ask you any awkward questions about that, except that uh, it is, um, you know, just a normal-sized wooden outhouse, so uh, you might have trouble doing whatever activity you might have had in mind uh, in such a small enclosed wooden structure. Uh, if you had something uh, like that in mind, the cellar might honestly be a better place because it's bigger. Uh, and um, I ain't going to say a word more about that. Um, I'm going to take this lovely gift that you have given me and many thanks to you. And you may do whatever you want with what is left of my old livelihood. And uh, he walks off looking very <laughs> flustered. What is going on? I missed the beginning of that. Well, Patley thinks y'all are going to go have an orgy. <laughs> what did you guys say? <laughs> What? You left us alone for half a minute. We're having an orgy now, Mac. We asked him if there were any intact doors, and he said the only one with a 
keyhole was the one to the privy. And so I said, well, we may all have to use your privy at once. And the Minotaur, too. <laughs> yep. Cool. It's I'm not inaccurate. We are all going to walk into the privy together. Yeah, there's like a wooden outhouse. Just like the kind you always see in, you know, stuff, Shrek, whatever. You know, that kind. Um, uh, out behind uh, what uh, remains of the Lonely Whistle. It was far enough away from the building that it was spared from the fire. And it uh, does indeed have a door with a keyhole. So... Oh, uh, Patley gave you the, um, just in case you wanted to go in there, he gave you the, uh, the privy lock a- as he walked away. Oh, Athen- Can you use the key from the outside? Athen suddenly does a double take and walks back up to Joe's cart. Okay, sure. And it's, knocks on the door. It's still open. Patley's walking in that direction, too. You can just go in. The door's open. Hey, Joe? Ah, uh, yes? I have a favor to ask. Of course. Um- where we're going, we're not going to be able to take Dwayne with us. Oh, Dwayne's the name of the rock. And Dwayne, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Um, Makes as much sense as anything else I've ever heard out of any of your mouths. So continue. Um, we're not going to be able to take him with us because he's so large. And I was wondering if maybe you could take care of him. Oh, uh. I do, he doesn't shrink down or anything, does he? Be a little hard to take him with. I'm, uh, especially with, you know, Bessie. Joe is going to say no because Cloud wants him to say no. No, I mean, I mean, it's the, it's, it's the practicalities of the situation. I'm not sure. And I, I'm not really sure how I would take care of something so large without it spooking Bess. I mean,. Uh, can't it doesn't fit it in the need, shop. It doesn't need food or anything. I'm real sorry, Athanasius. I, I don't think I'm going to be able to, to take care of this creature. But uh, hope is not lost. Um, yeah, I, There's a, some other people here. Uh, are they all going back with you? Well, Cass is. I'm not sure if Potley is. Potley? I, I figured, yeah, I figured Casimir would since he came with you in the first place. From she gives you a little side eye, wherever it is you came from in the first place. I ain't gonna ask no prying questions on that score, but uh, it uh, seems like you've picked up quite a few other people in your travels. Uh, I don't think I'm the right person to take on this particular task, but uh, uh, if you asked around, maybe one of the others would be able to. The only Sonic? other one is, I was <laughs> gonna say, Sonnet's <laughs> coming with us, right? You you haven't talked to to Sonnet. You haven't a hundred percent talked to Yawali, uh, and yeah, there's there's uh, Patley as well. And you could also ask Casimir. To be completely honest, you also haven't asked Casimir whether he's coming back with you or not. You know that he doesn't always stay at Gallimaufry. He uh, is usually in the city of Najman, which is quite a ways away from here. So, okay, I guess I go up to Yawali next. Oh, uh. Hey, oh, looks like you got some cool new stuff. Yeah, I did. I'm I'm pretty excited about this pouch in particular. Here, stick your hand in here. She she sticks her hand in. Uh, oh 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 man! Oh, it's way bigger on the inside than than you would think. Just like uh, just like that store is. Uh huh. Oh, that's really neat. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. 
Um, so we're about to get going. We were really hoping that you would come with us to meet some of our friends. Yeah, you uh, you talked about that before. You said some of them might know more about my my magical abilities. Yeah, there's a really good chance. Uh, that that seems pretty good. Um, were were we gonna ride there on on Dwayne? How 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 are we gonna get there? <laughs> uh, go over by uh by Flower and Caden, and uh, once I check with Sonnet, uh, whether they're coming with us or not, we'll uh we'll let you know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He gives sure. her a a big ol' smile. All right. Uh, that's a kind of scary smile, but I, I trust you though, because you've been. A really good friend to me so far, so uh, I'll I'll go over and wait with them, and you uh, goes over. Uh, yes. Are you gonna come with us? Uh, where uh where were you gonna go? Cult of Heroes can always use new members, my friend. Yeah, but uh, this cat usually travels solo. Uh. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, you never, uh, told me where you'd come from in the first place. Uh, y'all, you all seem like you come from pretty far-flung parts of the Empire. Uh, yeah. where, where, where are you guys based? Honestly, I'm not 100% sure myself, Let's but, see, uh, uh... Ominous answer? Yeah, but if it makes you feel any better, we're kind of the only ones that operate... As a group, really, pretty much everyone else in there operates solo. So I'm sure if you wanted to have solo missions, they would be more than willing to to help you with that. It's an intriguing offer. I can tell you guys have quite a few secrets you haven't shared. And believe me, I uh, love getting my claws into some juicy secrets. On the other hand, I've never left Soloon. I don't know. I don't. I don't know how I feel about it. Why don't you make a persuasion check? On it, you're not. You're not gonna come with us. I. I. I don't know. I'm not quite sure what I'd like to do. Uh, I came here in in search of treasure and stories, and I've found both. And I know how to turn both those things into uh, uh, enough gold to keep my belly full and uh, clothes on my back and a bit more besides that's my trade and i've been doing it pretty much my whole life how many people are we gonna bring back to our secret lair <laughs> are you We're saying that, that in, out now in front of sonnet yes uh their ears swivel uh to face you caden secret lair uh well i mean there's not many descriptions for it Am I rolling that persuasion check with advantage since Flower's helping out? Uh, sure. 19. Uh, secret lair. Well, uh, this, this I gotta see for myself. Uh, what, uh, out of curiosity, what, uh, God, I don't even, uh, you've got, you've got this mean, you've got this minotaur, and, uh, you've got the tiefling kid, and now the dead body, and now you've got this bird. Uh, what what were your plans here exactly? Um, I still have to take care of the bird. Just give me a moment. Go, well, are are go. we flying to your secret lair? How how close is it? It's less of a lair, more of a house. That's 
big thing. I don't know. You guys call yourself a cult. I think I'm going with the lair option on this one. Sounds accurate. We'll explain in a couple of minutes. Just just give us a moment. And I go to to Patley. Uh, He's he's sort of like, you know, hoisting what remains of his possessions, which is basically nothing onto his back. I do have one request, if I may. Oh, um, sure. Anything I can do for you. Um, so I asked Joe, and because of, of Bessie, Joe can't really, um, can't really help me out. So I was wondering if you could maybe take care of Dwayne. Uh, Dwayne's the name of The Rock. That thing? Yeah. Uh, he, he take doesn't care need... of it? How, how do you take care of something like that? That thing looks like you could eat an elephant. Well, it, it actually can't participate in combat at all. Um, and it doesn't need food or water. You just need to make sure that at a max, you fly it less than, or you, you fly it one foot less than its max flight distance per day. He, he sort of looks at you in complete incredulity. Are, are you telling me that on top of all the money you just gave me, you're giving me an enormous magical stone bird to fly around on yes but it like it can't it won't help protect you or anything but it'll i mean help does you... it need to i can be in the sky yeah the last time i checked most bandits didn't have wings most of them it's true i, I mean i i don't even know what to say will it do what i say if i ask it to i mean okay uh I guess I'll try to keep it safe. I'm not sure exactly what exists that could hurt it. I mean, apart from, I don't know, a b- bigger bird? I don't think there is a bigger bird. I think that thing looks like it's nigh-on invincible. It'd have to have one of the one of the dragons of the Age of Myth come to kill that thing. I'm going to tug on Athens' sleeve. Is it, hey, can I, can I talk to you for a second? Yeah, Caden, yeah, what's up? Oh, over here. I got, we can, I'm kind of move away, so I'm not in your shot. Okay. Have you ever considered maybe what's sorry? What's the guy's name? Uh, the Pat guy Lee. he was just he talking was just to, talking. Patley. Yeah. Yeah. Patley. Patley. Maybe uh, whoever Patley or whoever you let look after the bird maybe gets say captured, and uh, then the people who captured him have control of the bird because then they can just tell him to tell the bird what to do. Because the bird's not going to help him. I mean, I think it would be mighty hard for him to get captured if he's in the air all the time. I I don't know. It just seems like a risk. I don't know if we're ever going to get access to the bird again. I don't know either, but on the other hand, I'm pretty sure that Gilbert wouldn't want me taking a giant bird into his house, even if we could find a way to fit it. And also, I'm I'm the house kind of has a mind of its own, and I'm not really sure if it wants the bird there we might have to just dismiss it i don't not Dwayne. i mean yeah it'd be cool if we could use the bird again on the other hand like if if somebody captures potley like potley's not exactly combat type um already been captured once doesn't take that much to get people to bend to your will when they've got a knife to your neck and the bird's not gonna help him not have a knife to a neck Right? Like. I turn back to Potley. Patley, whatever his name is. Potley, I think. Yeah. Potley. 
Uh, he's sort of made his way over to the bird and is like cautiously sort of like trying to like stroke its foot and it it's not reacting in any way. <laughs> and he's like, I don't know how this is going to go. One one other condition, Patly. Oh, of course, yeah. Since this thing can't help you out in combat at all, if you ever get captured by the cult again, you need to promise me that you'll dismiss him. So with rules as written, this is a little bit tricky because... I am bending over backwards here to try to be as kind to you guys as I can about about Dwayne because it's not you guys' fault that the rules for Qual's Feather Token are not at all what they should be. So here's the weird thing. It says obeys your simple commands, can't attack. You can dismiss the bird as an action. I feel like the intent here was that only the person who activated the token can dismiss it. It was probably only the intent that only the person that activated the bird could order it around. Right, I, but I'm trying to be generous here to you guys because, look, I, I understand. I, I love Dwayne. I don't want Dwayne to be gone forever either. I think this. I think he's great, uh, but you can't have him for all the time, all the time. Uh, here, here, here's what I'll say. Um, look, I can't really, don't really have the ability to, you know, do any magic. I, I tell you what, if, if I'm ever in a, yeah, like you said, a dangerous scenario, what, what you think those, uh, you think those, those people that got me before might come after me again? I think the cultists that we scared shitless with Dwayne are going to remember Dwayne. Oh, that, you know, you might have a point there. Well, I tell you what, if I, uh, look, if I'm trying to set up shop somewhere or have a normal life or find a job keeping something that size around isn't gonna be practical anyway it'll help get me started on my next stage of of building a new life for myself but uh i i prom i promise you this once i get where i'm want to go i will uh i will tell the bird to fly off into the wild and be free uh, I'm not sure I can make it not exist anymore, but I I can definitely send it where people will be less likely to find it, and and I can tell it to try to keep away from any people that try to capture it and things of that nature. W would that do? Yeah, I suppose given the circumstances, it that'll do. Okay. Well, I I can't thank you enough. Uh, I don't know how I would ever get word to you. Uh, you can you can always get a hold of us through Casimir. All right. I mean, I, I don't see Casimir that often, but uh, I don't know if I'll ever find him again either. But if you um, if our paths ever cross again, or if there's any way you can ever ask me for help, or if there's anything I can ever do to you, and you can get a message to me, um, I, I'm always willing to do anything I can for you, anything at all. And he shakes her hand quite fervently. Thanks, Pally. Oh, it's, a, it's my pleasure. Uh, how how do you get on this thing? Oh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> Dwayne. <laughs> can you uh can you let Patley up, please? Oh, <laughs> all right. Please stop. You're peeking your microphone. <laughs> uh, yep. Uh, D Dwayne crouches down, like flattens himself to the ground to to try to let uh Patley on. <laughs> Is he just saying rock? <laughs> Rock. Dwayne! Rock. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> this is um, the 
best and worst thing we have ever done on the show. I think I I kind of I pat Dwayne on the head. I'm like, "Okay, Dwayne, from now on I need you to do what Patley says, okay? He's going to take good care of you." All right, the bird blinks and it nods its stone head. Oh, okay. Um uh take off slow slow slowly. As the bird like leaps into the air and uh Dwayne the Rock Johnson with uh Potley on his back uh vanishes uh looks like they are uh, heading not north you know what god damn it doesn't matter they're heading up the road Caden which way are they headed uh, if they're going up the road it's probably north <laughs> it's, it's not because that would be going straight towards where Zoljara used to be they're actually going s- slightly west I turn to Cass. All right, you ready to head back and give your report? Yes, uh, yes. Um, uh, I was planning on returning with you. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm eager to get back to Galamoffrey. Actually, he's kind of rubbing his hands together a little bit. Flower, you I have the key. You guys. I sure do. And I grab uh, Yuali's hand uh, with with one of my smaller hands and uh, um, well, well, what are we gonna do? You you let them fly off with the bird. Yep. Well, I pull out the key. Let's Welcome fucking to do it. Gallimaufry, and I open the door. Oh, okay. Well, uh, you fit uh, the key, which uh, immediately changes shape to fit the lock. And as you open it up, you see before you, uh, you're lucky this time. You came out in like a long, uh, one of the long hallways that's uh, lushly carpeted and lit with softly glowing oil lamps. You're always with us, right? Yeah. Her eyes go wide as she sees the space uh, beyond what is clearly a, a an outhouse door. And back to Gallimar for you go. That's it for this week, folks. If you enjoy our show, please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It's one of the best ways to help others find us. You can also get in touch with us at TalesFromTheTableCast.com and on Twitter at TableTalesCast. Tales from the Table is edited and produced jointly by me, Cloud, and by Dre. A huge shout out to our friend Matt Marshall, who gives us advice on all things audio. Our theme music is 8-Bit Adventure by Adhesive Wombat. See you again next week on Tales from the Table.